Welcome to Double E Elevating Entrepreneurs. Today, I have Bree with us, joining us virtually from Houston, Texas. She's the owner of a small online boutique that grew into um, a shared space with other similar entrepreneurs. And now she's about to open up her first location. It is a French-inspired boutique called M. Bella Poke. And um, she has a very philanthropic twist on her business as well. And every single month, they have a different charity that they are working with. Um, Brie, why don't you go ahead and say hi to the audience and introduce yourself a little bit. Absolutely. First of all, thank you so much for having me. Uh, you know, it's an honor to be on your podcast. It's uh, It's been great to get to know you throughout the process of, you know, getting these uh, podcasts recorded and I, I want to thank you for the work that you're doing to highlight businesses and to support local businesses uh, in, in developing entrepreneurs. It's thanks to people like you and podcasts and projects like yours that we have the opportunity to grow and you know provide more exposure to our brands. So that, that I wanted to say that before I get started. And um, as you know, as an introduction, my name is Bree Chong. I am, like you said, the owner of Umbella Poke. We are a company that is passionate about giving back, and we do donate a percentage of ourselves every month to a different cause, organization, or individuals that may need financial assistance. So that is, that is at the core. That is we. That is who we are, and that's why we worked so hard to launch our business to be able to give back to the community and have no limits as to how much we can do. That's awesome. I love that. And I know um, I'm definitely glad to have you on the podcast. You know, I definitely love what I do. I think it's so, um, you know, beautiful just to uplift the community and support each other. And I think there needs to be more of that in this world, which is exactly why I have the podcast. Um, And I just love learning about people's different journeys, you know, and how they started and you know, how they're flourishing and growing their businesses, I think it's just so um, incredible and inspiring. So um, tell us a little bit more about how you got started. I know when we were talking behind the scenes, you were mentioning to me that you were working a corporate job that wasn't really, you know, what you wanted to do for sure. Um, And, you know, you were married to the blessing of the second income to go ahead and dive in and start your small business. So can you walk everybody through how that happened, how that came together and, and how you had the for your boutique? Yeah, absolutely. So when this is three years ago, when I first got married, and um, I remember I, I came home from my honeymoon, and I was having these, um, you know, kind of life crisis, I was very happy, you know, I was recently married, and it felt like I had fulfilled a lot of my dreams. And, you know, in in life, you go to school, you go to college, you graduate, you find a stable job, Um, then, you know, you probably will get married or find someone, a partner, someone that you can share your life with and your dreams with. And then for me, uh, I've I've always dreamt of having a family, of having children, of uh, growing um, a family of, uh, you know, I don't know, two, three kids. And but but as I had, you know, as I came back from my honeymoon, I was thinking, okay, so what's next? You know, I'm I'm recently married. I have a great stable job. It, It seems as if um. 
you know, I'm set and uh, what's next. So um, I, I knew that from a very young age, I always had this entrepreneurial personality and I had this part of me that at some point wanted to start a business. And I, 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 I started thinking, do I want to start a business now and, and give it a, a try before I, you know, start family planning? And that's how it started. Um, it was actually a very quick decision. I, I talked to my, hus- my husband about it and I told him, I think that I want to do something for myself before I before we start family planning you know i fulfilled my parents dreams of me going to college and having a successful life i've uh you know what society may perceive as success now i have a husband now i have these and that but i want to do something for myself and that's when the decision to start a business happened and you mentioned my husband which is absolutely important because without his income we wouldn't have the flexibility to make such a big investment into me leaving my full-time job and starting a new business yeah which is huge and that's like a huge blessing but I love that you you know you slowed down and you realized you reflected on your life and said hey, is this what I really want? Or am I wanting to set up something else for my family and my future? And I think that's just such a vital question. Sometimes we get so caught up in society and what society tells us to do. Um, And even familial pressure that we don't really listen to our own heart and our own desire. And I just think it's beautiful that you slowed down to do that um, and do it, you know, now, right? Before you, your life gets more complicated because life is always going to get more complicated as we get older, right? More responsibilities, uh, you know, added family, et cetera. So um, I think that's beautiful. And so tell everybody how, yeah, how was it born? You know, how did you, what was, what were the initial days like? And, and walk us through how you're scaled to where you are now. So, I remember once I made the decision, you know, my my process was different to what you would expect. Um, Oftentimes people are very passionate about something, you know, someone's really great at baking and, you know, they bake for their friends and they bake for birthdays for their children or for their families. And from there it evolves into a business or you're passionate about construction or you know building a home and then it evolves into that but for me it was the other way around all I knew was that I wanted to start a business but I didn't know what Um, and I remember I you know there were some things that I had in mind I I had studied broadcast journalism and a minor in marketing and I had a very good idea and experience on um, what marketing could be or was like and what running a business in marketing and PR could potentially be. So I considered doing that. I also thought about selling different things, but for me to decide what my business would be about, I remember it took me months, probably four to five months, maybe six of just, just educating myself and reading books, listening to podcasts and trying to understand 
truly what does it mean to be an entrepreneur what are the sacrifices that one has to make how do you choose what type of business you want to have this is a big investment not just financially but emotionally and mentally and so just doing a lot of research reading a lot and trying to understand what the most successful business owners and entrepreneurs in the world what their journeys were like that's when I realized that you know you have to do something that you love in order for it to really flourish and to really be something that makes you happy and as I started thinking there were many things that I enjoyed but fashion is something that I've always just naturally loved I love dressing up I love shopping i love helping my friends and and people that i love put together their outfits for a special event or a special dinner uh, or a day a, a night out and so that's where from there i decided fashion was something that i was gonna dive into and truly see how what could come out of it and i'm so happy that i did that because that's where we are now that's awesome. Is there so you had mentioned a lot that you took your time, you know, again, very smart, right? And wise, reflecting, getting your information, gathering research, etc. Is there any particular books or podcasts that specifically helped you and guided you just for our other listeners to, you know, utilize as well as on their search or on their search to improve their business? Yes, there, there's one book that really stands out. I mean, there's so many, so many, but there's one book that really stands out to me and it's called the lean, the lean, the lean startup, the lean up startup or the lean startup. Gosh, I'm forgetting it. My first, my first language is <laughs> Spanish. Okay. So no, together I think it's probably start. pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> um, the lean startup. I think that's what, that's the actual name. Um, but it's it's a great book that really tells you about the the, the struggles that, that you're going to go through in the beginning but how and, and how you have to p- strategize and plan uh, it teaches you a lot about how to how to create um, different structures and in ways in which you're going to build your business um it's a really great book the lean startup and then um there's many more but for podcasts i really like for me it was one that really inspires me is women in retail um really hearing from other females in their perspectives in life and you know learning from the single mom that started a business and learning from the young, you know, recently married wife that started a business and the two best friends that came together to start a jewelry boutique. And that was that that, those were very impactful because oftentimes you you of course you want to have the brains and you want to think of the numbers and you want to think of strategy but to me there's nothing better than hearing from people that have experienced that in their lives and just learning from experience is the best way to actually apply it to your life and 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 see where life takes you from there 
That's awesome. And that's so true. Yeah. Like learning from experience is the best. So speaking of that, what are some of the first lessons that you learned um, in starting your business? Some of the first lessons. Um, the first one for me was that everyone tells you that it's going to be a lot of work and that mm-hmm. it's a 24 seven and, and you, you hear it everywhere, you read it everywhere, but it's not until you actually do it that you realize it truly is 24-7. And when it's your baby, when it's your business, when it's your project, you know, it truly is in your mind always. You're, tro- you're always trying to innovate and figure out ways in which you can grow your business, innovate for your business. And so um, the, the work that it actually takes is a lot. And I'm not going to lie, there have been times when I think or wish that I was still in that corporate job where you <laughs> check out after 5 p.m. and you're mm-hmm. home and you get to just relax, have some wine, watch a movie, you know, watch a series, something. And when, for me, I I don't have that, you know, I often Mm -hmm. don't remember the last time I turned the TV on. Um, It's a lot of work. And, you know, it's very rewarding, but it is a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of mental health, um, you know, focusing heavily on your mental health and, and learning to balance life. And in in finding that um, support system in your life to remind you that although you want to grow your business, you also have to find that balance. It, it that to me has been a big big realization. Um, another one is I talked about support system. Mm-hmm. That was huge. Having that support system, whether it's your friends, whether it's your parents your spouse, your partner, your find that support system, find those people, mentors, people in the industry that you're in, that you can learn from and that you can count on when you are having a bad day, because those bad days happen a lot. Those discouraging moments are, they happen a lot more often than sometimes we like to admit as entrepreneurs. That's so true. I think you said two really vital things there. Well, one, it's kind of ironic and kind of funny, but I think a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to like wanting to go back to the clock and clock <laughs> out. And it's not because we don't love our businesses. It's just the simplicity of that lifestyle. Not saying that you don't mm-hmm. have a difficult position in corporate. It's just literally when you're done with your job, you're done because you're not the owner. So you're not having to deal with all the ins and outs of running a small business. Like, oh, last minute, you know, this gets rescheduled or last minute, you know, a shipment is late or whatever. And so I think people don't realize um, that aren't entrepreneurs, um, how involved it can get (laughs) um, into different times of the day. So whether we plan or not, but um, I think that's kind of funny. And then I definitely agree with, you know, having that support system, I think is so, so vital. And, you know, speaking from my own experience, I didn't have that at the beginning, because, my family is very traditional and wanted me to go that safe, secure route. Mm -hmm. And that was definitely difficult, but I found some friends that were in my corner and loved that I was doing my own thing. And that really helped to kind of 
you know, kind of carry me through to the point where I am now. And now my family is very supportive. But I think if, you know, you're in that position, just stay strong, find someone, even if it's a mentor, maybe not even a friend, but like somebody that's in a similar field that you want to go in and just get in their corner, become friends with them. So you can have someone that's encouraging you to push through for that dream. Because I will tell you, it is worth it at the end and your family or whoever it is will become supportive eventually when they see your dedication and commitment. And that's exactly what happened for me. So um, I think that's beautiful. So tell us a little bit about the idea behind having the philanthropic arm of your business. Yeah, a little deeper into that. Yeah, yeah, that that's my favorite part. That's when I get really, really excited. (laughs) And that's when having my own business and all the work and and all the sacrifice truly makes it worth it. You know, my faith at the core of who I am, my faith in, in my belief in, in, in God and, and how we are created with purpose and for a reason really plays a role into everything I do. And I think I mentioned to you when we talked, uh, when we first met and we talked over the phone, I mentioned um, when you work for the corporate world, you can give back. It it doesn't matter what you do, who you work for, you can give back. And oftentimes when we think give back, you immediately go into the financial aspect of it. But giving back uh, to me, it's so much more than that. Giving back some of your time. I mean, time is something that you can't take back, that you can't borrow. It, it's something so valuable. So giving your time to mentor someone, to to help someone, volunteering at the local food bank, it, you know, those things are so important. And you can do, you can, you can give back regardless of where you work, what you do, who you are, you can give back. But I did feel like when I was in the corporate world, when you have a set pay, when you have a more strict schedule, then you don't have the flexibility to give more of your time if you wanted to, or to donate um, financially because that you know you have more of a set income and so mm-hmm. for me having my own business my business will flourish and, and succeed um, more and more based on how hard I work and how smart I work right and so for me when when I run my own business if I want to donate 50% of my sales for a month Nobody can tell me no. It's my mm-hmm. business. I have control over how much of my time and how much of my proceeds I can donate and give. And I, to me, having that flexibility and that opportunity is incredible. We're big, big uh, into giving back of our time as well. We mentor college and high school students that are looking Mm. into starting a business I'm like come on I'll teach you what I know I'll teach you what I love that and you know I wish that there was more of that in the world you said it earlier you know Mm -hmm. what a beautiful world could we live in so to Mm -hmm. me that is just beautiful Um, and we donate from very small local organizations to global organizations and and we select a different cause that we focus heavily on every single month. That's awesome. So I have a few uh, follow-up questions with that. So what are some current, or sorry, what are some past 
um, you know, philanthropic efforts you guys have donated to? And then what is your current philanthropic effort? Um, and then definitely dive in a lot deeper into that program that you have with the mentoring, because I think that a lot of people will find that very interesting. Absolutely. So for different organizations or different causes that we've supported, my husband and I, we eventually would love to adopt when once we do start family planning. Mm-hmm. And um, our church, actually, they have a very big adoption program where they educate families about adoption and the opportunities that there are to help the to help children that need a home that need a family so we have supported um, different uh, adoption organizations we've supported orphanages we are we have a very good friend of ours that has um, an organization that helps children specifically in the Dominican Republic and in Houston Mm. finding them school supplies uh, these she works directly with orphanages uh, providing school supplies food uniforms um, a bed sometimes orphanages do not have uh, even the basic necessities that a child needs and the, mm-hmm. ch- the children are our future so we we work a lot with uh, orphanages and adoption centers we also have partnered with um sex trafficking uh, organizations that fight sex trafficking and human trafficking Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is so important especially in houston um Mm -hmm. you know we're located in houston it's a it's a big big problem in this city and Mm -hmm. currently we are working with the american heart association we, mm-hmm. which we are very very proud of it's an organization that's very well established in the u.s and their efforts to educate the community about heart stroke and and heart disease and to raise funds to help people that have suffered from a variety of heart diseases their efforts are incredible they also support research a lot currently they're supporting research on how COVID is affecting long-term people's health and and, and, and how it's becoming a a cause of um, heart disease in the Mm -hmm. long term. And so Mm -hmm. we have partnered with them this month and we partnered with them last month as well from April 1st to May 14th. 20% of anything that we sell on our website or our different sales platforms, we are donating to the organization. And then I know that you are not in Houston, but if anyone Mm -hmm. was to be listening um, Mm -hmm. from Houston, we're actually hosting an event on May 12th to raise funds for American Heart Association and we're going to have a heart disease survivor sharing her story and mm. how she's a female. Actually, what we've learned is females, um, one out of three deaths of females in the U.S. are due to heart disease. And th- that to me is wow. just very shocking facts. Mm-hmm. Um, it, another thing is um, heart disease kills more people in the U.S. every year than all types of cancer combined. And to me, Mm. that is shocking. And, you know, yes, we have to talk about cancer. Yes, we have to raise awareness for the different types of cancer. But to think that 
heart disease kills more people than all types of cancer combined in the U.S. in the U.S. every year. That is mm-hmm. very scary. Mm-hmm. So that's why we have partnered with AHA. Wow. Very proud to be working with them and to be a part of their efforts in uh, into saving lives because at the end of the day, that's what we're doing. That's awesome. So do they tell you what are some tips people can do to improve their heart health to live longer? Absolutely. One of the main things is we need to get checked. So we need to go to the mm-hmm. doctor more often. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think over 30% and this, this is number a number from Houston, uh, over 30% of people in Houston, uh, of the population in Houston suffer from high blood pressure. The sad mm. part is most don't even know it. Most don't, mm. most haven't even been diagnosed and wow. don't even know how to prevent it. So, mm-hmm. you know, out of, you know, one out of three, one out of four people in Houston don't even know they suffer from high blood pressure. That is very <laughs> scary. Yeah, so we that's need crazy. to, we need to, and, I, and I'm pretty sure that the numbers are no different in other cities in Texas mm-hmm. or in the U.S. You know, that's just a, a number that I know because that's the city that I'm doing a lot of work in, but very important information. So get checked, visit your doctor. Um, another thing is um, the American Heart Association recommends 120 minutes a week of mm-hmm. um, mild to moderate um, activity. That means go on a walk. That means go on a run. Um, you know, use your stairs at home to go up and stairs a few, mm-hmm. up and down a few times. And, and focus on reaching that 120 minute goal every single week. Those are things that truly they're so doable. Mm-hmm. We just oftentimes we just get so caught up into that with the day to day activities that we forget our health. Another huge thing is mental health. I think that mm-hmm. um, we we need to be a lot more aware of how mental health affects heart uh, our heart and our cardiovas- cardiovascular health. Um, taking care of our mental health means taking care of our heart. And so those are big, big things that we're really trying to, you know, emphasize as we educate the community. I love that. And so you mentioned you're, you're definitely thankful to partner with them, which is exciting because American Heart Association is very well known, very established. Um, how did you get that partnership? Are you the one seeking out the people to support or how does that look? For other people that want to do the same in their business. Right. Yeah. So, you know, the American Heart Association is a very well structured and organized association. And if you as a business or as an individual want to partner with them in any way, they have a team in every city that is ready to mentor you and educate you on how to either raise funds for for the organization or for for their mission or how to educate the community. Um, but another thing is for for my case in particular, the American Heart Association launched a campaign this year to start reaching out to the young professionals. You know, oftentimes they, I mean, they've been hosting their heart balls and their galas every single year for many mm. years to raise funds um, for their mission. And you know, you if you attend one of their hardballs or their galas, you will see that it's an older crowd. It's um, the successful older 
businessmen and women and and we're not seeing a lot of the young professionals being involved and so what they did with this campaign that they launched from april 1st to may 14th is they selected eight individuals eight to ten individuals in every city of the u.s and uh, these individuals are young professionals to you know mentor us and just send us out into the community and and do the work that they've taught us how to do. And so mm-hmm. in, in Houston, they, uh, my husband and I were two of the eight uh, young professionals that they selected in this city. I know Dallas is doing it as well. I know a lot of the main cities in Texas are doing it. And I, I think that's beautiful work. There's a lot of success and there's a lot of wealth in younger professionals and we need to be a part of, uh, of a good cause. That's awesome. I think so too. That's, that's beautiful. That's so cool. So um, just kind of reaching out to them and, and, you know, setting up something so they can see what your business is about and partnering with you, right? Absolutely. I mean, if you just go to their website, um, mm-hmm. you will find, uh, depending on where you live, you'll find the different people that you need to reach out to the, the, the different people in charge of and you can even select, you know, what they have they have a big mission and a big goal, but they also have smaller departments and areas in which you can in- get involved and, and be a part of. That's awesome. And then you're going to tell us a little bit more about your mentorship program. So tell us like how that works and how you develop that. Okay, so talking about the mentorship program, as I mentioned earlier, I wish that when I started my business, I could have had a lot more mentorship or even when I was younger, that I could just learn from someone. So the way we work is every year we select um, through people we know, um, some one or two high school or college students that are interested in entrepreneurship in starting their own business and we work with them we have them come to you know just join the team be a part of it and learn everything from you know i had to learn how to build my own website i couldn't afford to pay for someone to build my my business's website and so from building a website to finding suppliers for the type of business that we do, to designing different items, whether it's clothing or jewelry or shoes. And so 
I, 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 my main goal is to allow the opportunity for these younger students to explore different avenues in entrepreneurship and really see what they like, what their forte is, what they enjoy. And just from that, just l teach them to develop that those areas in which they enjoy being a part of it and in, in which they're good at it. So that yeah. that is what we do. Um, it honestly started as something super informal where I had a friend, she had a sister that was interested in entrepreneurship and then it evolved into what we do now and, and, and it's still nothing too formal. But if anyone is ever interested in learning from the retail industry, we're always here to help. That's so cool. I love that. Um, I think that's just beautiful that you thought of that and created that for your business because that is something I feel like we lack in and we need more of is mentorship. So I think that's truly how people are guided by having somebody who is an expert in a field, kind of teaching them their ropes and showing them how things are done and, you know, getting their questions and help helping them as they, you know, try and fail and adjust. And I think that's just incredible that you do that and I'm excited to see you grow that program with your business um I think it's definitely making an impact bigger than you probably even realize so I think that's that's awesome um so I was going to ask you too so you said mentioned that you're newly married and um, it's only been about three years how long have you had the boutique the boutique so it's going to be three years in June this year wow it's okay yeah, it's How honestly, exciting. I always think it's a lot less because, you know, <laughs> the first couple of years are so much work and are they're, they're the crucial years for growth and for establishing your brand. And it truly just went by so quickly. But as I was looking back to my uh, my my calendar and the different things that we've done throughout the past few years, I'm like, wow, we're about to reach three years. Now, very interesting is the the very first year we were exploring a lot of different avenues we were trying different things and i almost don't count the first year uh or i didn't use to count the first year but now i'm like no that that year was crucial yeah so definitely tell us about that first year and, and why you say that yeah so the first year was you know i i've learned that to grow a business you have to learn to let go and you have to mm -hmm. learn to adapt. Mm -hmm. And the first year I was so set in how I wanted the business to grow and the type of items I wanted to sell and that like how I wanted to brand myself. And that's super important. You, you have to, you have to have an idea of, of what, how you want to brand yourself, but at the same time, um, I remember learning to respond to the consumer and what they were interested in and the, the products that they were interested in sometimes weren't really the products that I was super in love with, but learning to adapt was huge. And, mm. and I, I, I have to, I always emphasize that with friends that want to start a business or people that I know that are looking to start a business you have to adapt, uh, whether it's your marketing strategy that's not working or the the places in which you're selling. Sometimes you open a showroom or a boutique in an, an area of your city 
and and just because it doesn't do well there it doesn't mean that that your idea is not great you may have to move to a different location because the demographics there were not for for your type of business so adapting was huge and and learning to let go that if my website didn't look as perfect as I wanted it to look <laughs> that that was okay that you know mm-hmm. oh my gosh the very first the very first months I remember I wouldn't want to post a, a product or a photo of a product on the website because I just didn't love the photo and, mm. and truth is you know when you're in when it's just you handling everything from photography to web development <laughs> to yep the product you know the photo may not be perfect the first couple (laughs) right you gotta start selling the product in order to Mm -hmm. grow your team and eventually have a photographer and eventually have a web developer and so Mm -hmm. those those areas I had to really learn to let go that's awesome I love that you you mentioned that that's those are huge lessons and another thing I wanted to ask you on that you know same uh, token I guess is you said you were newly married. So how did you get, navigate being newly married for other people in similar situations or in a you know, new relationship and building and scaling a business? Because that's definitely hard, right? Like we said, we, there's no clock in, clock out. And it's definitely a lot more grind if we're starting out, um, <laughs> having to do it all <laughs> yourself. So what are some things that helped you guys, you know, have that balance as balanced as, you know, an entrepreneur could be um, when you were getting started? You know, that is a great question and nobody has ever asked me that before. Um, but now that I think about it, I'm like, we were very brave <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah. to launch a business when we were recently married and uh, not knowing where this is going to take us. Um, I'm very blessed that with my husband, we truly do complement each other. Our personalities are so different. Um, the outgoing, the extrovert the talkative the the risk taker and then my husband is the the one that analyzes things that you know he's got to have his excel spreadsheets and really look at the numbers and really plan ahead and um it it was we really do complement each other I do think that something that helped a lot was although we had just gotten married we did date for six years before we got married. So we really, we really got to know each other for a long time before we got married and we launched a business. Um, But we also were, we made sure to set boundaries before we launched a business. When we started talking, okay, we're going to launch a business. Um, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to focus 100% on this dream. And we knew that it was so important to set boundaries. Whether, you know, from, okay, from this time to time, every single day, we can't talk about the business. We have to mm. talk about each other. We have to communi- communicate. We have to date. Okay, we're going to make sure that we have date nights, however many times a month, because, you know, just because you live together, it doesn't mean that you're actually going through life together. You can be in the mm. same room, in the same house every single day, especially through COVID. He worked from home. I worked from home. But setting boundaries from the beginning, talking about expectation from the expectations from the very beginning mm. was very crucial. 
That's awesome. I think that's a lot of very helpful tips. I really appreciate you sharing that because I mean, that's just a, that's a huge deal, you know? Um, and I think it's so awesome that you guys navigated that so well. Um, I was going to ask you another question too related to growing your business. Um, you know, looking back, what is something you would have changed or done differently knowing what you know now business owner, since you've been, you know, growing your business for the last three years, what's something that you would do differently or you wish you had, um, tweaked a little bit? Right. That's how that's, I, I love that question. And I will start by saying, I believe that everything that we do happens for a reason. The decisions you make may not seem sometimes as the best decisions um, <laughs> and, and the paths you take at, at some point may seem like the wrong path. But mm-hmm. I do believe that if it's all about perspective, it's all about how you choose to see a situation and learn from it or complain about it. So I will, I will say that I, I, I believe that Every person that I've met along the journey, every decision I've made, it taught me something. It led me somewhere or it introduced me to another idea. And mm-hmm. something that, you know, I always tell my husband and, and the people that I love is we only learn by making mistakes. If we don't make mistakes, how do we <laughs> yeah. learn? You know, and it's, you know, you have to have that childlike mentality or personality children learn because they make mistakes they learn because when they touch that hot stove with their bare hands they got burnt and they you know now as adults we don't do that but how do we learn if we don't make mistakes so it's about perspective with that being said i i think i mentioned earlier knowing what i know now looking back what i would tell myself is let go you know, just mm. go for it. When you have an idea, go for it and learn along the way. I can be a bit mm-hmm. of a per- perfectionist <laughs> and I like to plan and, and, and like really, I, I want everything to be perfect. And, and I've learned that you have an idea, go for it, just do it, just get started and learn along the way. I love that. And that's so true. Like we can wait for perfection, but it's never going to be perfect. So Sometimes you just need to dive in and go for it. So that's that's super smart. I love that. So tell us a little bit behind the name of your boutique. How did you come up with that? And what does it mean? Yeah, so Umbella Poke, it, it translates, it's it's French, and it translates to In Beautiful Times. And mm. it's something that I relate a lot to. And actually, the Umbella Poke era Um, was uh, a period of time, especially in Europe, but truly globally, where there was a lot of innovation, where there was a lot of the the, um, creative and designing and art uh, industries really flourished and evolved in that period of time or that era. The Eiffel Tower was built during the Ambalapoke era. Mm-hmm. Um, fashion couture evolved during the Ambalapoke era. When I was launching my brand, or when I was look, when I had already decided we're going to do something in fashion, it truly really, I was really really excited. I was very thrilled to start a project of my own, and it truly felt like I was going through uh, an era in my life of innovation, of 
rebranding myself of uh, developing and flourishing in a different way. And I just could, I, I, I just thought it would, it was so fitting for my love for the European fashion and my, my love for growth and, and creativity to, to tie it into what the Umbella Book era is. And that's why I named my business that. I love that. That's so unique and original and well thought out, actually. So I, I love that. That's, that adds a lot to your business. And I think that's so important is having a business that has a name that's meaningful to you and that, you know, has some depth to it. So it does relate to what you're doing. And I just, I think that's so awesome. And um, is there anybody specifically that inspires you? I know you had mentioned those, those women on the podcast, right, that are in the retail space. But is there anyone particular in your field or industry that you look up to? You know, um, I've never been the type to really, you know, be a fan of or admire a specific person. There's a lot of people in my life that I admire. But I will say I've, um, I've learned a lot about women like Carolina Herrera or like um, or a designer like Kate Spade mm-hmm. and their stories. And I'm just they inspire me. They, they do. They inspire me. Uh, Carolina Herrera as a Latino designer that has you know, achieved so much success with her designs and her brand. Um, and then her elegance, the, the classic designs that she creates, it, she inspires me. And then Kate's pages, if you don't know her story or people listening, uh, if you want to be an entrepreneur, Kate's paid and her husband, oh my goodness, you have to hear her story. It's beautiful. And how they started and, and how they went to all these different shows and showcased their, their designs at the time. It was very very beautiful to see their humble beginnings and where they're now. And so those are two that in the industry that I'm in, I I look up to. That's awesome. And then um, also, you know, you had mentioned that you like that podcast, right? Which is women in the retail space for other women, female entrepreneurs or wanting to get into this field that are going to be in that specific arena is there any tips that you have for them being a woman in the retail space as an entrepreneur? Wow, that's what would I tell them? I would say that we have to, and it sounds cliche, but we have to believe in ourselves first. Because if we can't believe in ourselves, who else will? We have to mm-hmm. believe that we can because we can. And we have to find people and other women around us that have done it and, and, and that can empower us. But it sounds so cliche, but it's true. When I believe that I can, when I get up in the morning and I think I can, I will. When you speak things into existence, um, you do. You do it. You, you achieve it and you succeed. And from there, people will follow. People are drawn to confident people. We're drawn to successful people. We're drawn to 
people that have this confidence about themselves and you're like how does that woman have that confidence about themselves and you're drawn to her well be that woman and believe it for yourself mm, that's so good I love that so tell us what um, is coming up for you guys this year for you specifically this year I should say instead of you guys you, you know your husband supports you you're the one running the business so what's coming up um, for um, Bella Pope this year so this year, we're very, very excited that we, as part of our goal for the year, we are going to be opening our first boutique here in Houston. We're actually in the process of touring different sites in the area of Houston. This is actually something we wanted to do last year, but due to COVID, it, it delayed the process and it delayed the, the project, but um, it's slowly looking as if things are going back to normal slowly and that's something that we've been looking forward to for a long time and right now we have a showroom here in Houston in an area called Rice Village and what that means is we are sharing a space with other local brands and it's a boutique where we all share the expenses and we all share the responsibility of having a boutique but um, I am now looking forward to have my own boutique for my brand and and that's something that we're very excited about and very proud of that's awesome how did that come together for you you know what it's it's funny because when I first started my brand I was I had said it's going to be an online boutique and we're going to mm-hmm. grow the online aspect of it. But when the opportunity to have a showroom and share a space with other brands in Houston happened, I learned that there's so much beauty in interacting still with a customer in person, hearing their feedback and learning what they like, what they don't like. And uh, just getting to know your customer and in your market is so important. And so from there, and based on the experience that we have um, in commercial real estate, which, you know, remember how I said, I think everything you do happens for a reason. Every path you take will teach you something. I am so grateful that I worked in commercial real estate because I know exactly how to negotiate for a leasing agreement. I know exactly what to look for on a contract uh, to protect myself as a, as a business. And, um, you know, the, the opportunity to be at a showroom and meet people in person, the seeing how in-person sales are actually still very strong. Um, although the online business is a completely different ballpark, um, we, we, we've combined all of our knowledge and, and now we're looking into expanding into our own physical store. I love that. That's so incredible. Well, I really appreciate you sharing with us today. I think you shared a lot of very helpful information <clears throat> and we're very excited to continue to follow you on your entrepreneur journey. So tell everybody how they can connect with you and, and follow along on your journey. Absolutely. So you, they can find our website is umbellapoke.com. Um, and then for our social media, it's the same thing. I'm Bella Polk. It's spelled E-N-B-E-L-L-E. Epoch is E-P-O-K. 
Q-U-E. And that's how they can find us. Um, you can just type it on Google or type it on your Instagram and you'll easily find it. Thank you so much uh, again for having us on your podcast. We're so grateful. And um, next time, like I told you, when we talked on the phone the very first time, next time we want to hear your story as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I definitely need to be um, <laughs> interviewed at some point, which I'm looking forward to sharing. And um, it's a definitely evolving story, I'm sure, as everyone else's is. <clears throat> but, you know, for now, I'm definitely doing more of the interviewing. Um, but again, we appreciate it so much, Brie. And you guys stay tuned for the next episode of Double E Elevating Entrepreneurs. Thank you so 